0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Now, I'm out of hospital as of now, but I still don't feel very good. So, again, not going to be one of my best episodes. But yeah, I'm going to try my best here because I'll be in Boston from 9th of October up until, I guess, 15th maybe. And then I'll be in Europe for some time and then am going to inform you in the future. But here... As of right now, well, recently I posted while I was still doing my treatments about how I compared the Baltic states to the United States. Basically to explain to Americans how, you know, using the United States stereotypes that I know of from either the internet or from how people have spoken to me personally or from my personal experiences when I was visiting, you know, I explained how the Baltic states are in this form, and then people started asking me, well, you know, why don't you do more? So, as I can't really focus on reading and writing an insane amount of script right now, I tried, I sincerely tried, but my eyes were under just a a lot of strain, and I just can't do it right now, up until this point. I'm going to have to wait until next week once again. I'm sorry about that, and this is intended to be a Patreon special, I'm gonna give another one for you. I have another a reading of a sci-fi short story coming up. But yeah, this is gonna to be today's episode, where I will explain to you the stereotypes about European countries, using stereotypes about American states or places. I wanted to stick to the United States' states, but then I understood that, well, Mexico and Canada comes in, and it's sometimes not always just about the states, and then there are places from Central and Southern America too, Basically, I'm gonna explain stereotypes that we over here in the Baltics have about the rest of Europe. And as far as I know, I'll be as accurate as possible, because there are also stereotypes that you know other people in Europe have. Basically, general European stereotypes, to the best of my ability, using uh, the stereotypes about the United States of America and Canada and Mexico and other American places, with their states and locations, again, to the best of my ability. There's a lot of caveats here, because remember, there are all stereotypes that I'm explaining, the truthfulness of which might or might not be completely accurate, of course. Again, not saying that everyone for coming from the same country or the same state are equal, or that all these stereotypes are true, it is just that the, the way we look at these things and the way we perceive things, please, no one get offended, this is all in good humor and fun, and I wanted to do something really light-hearted after coming out of uh, my prolonged hospital stay, so please, no one get offended, no one take this too seriously It is just what I know about Europe combined with what I know about Americas. And I hope that it'll also allow Europeans to learn more about the United States stuff, because, hey, the Europeans out there who listen to my show, or Asians or otherwise, well, if you know at least one patch of the stereotypes that I'm going to be talking about here, then you can probably deduce similarities when I speak about your country somewhere about some stereotypes about other ones like I really needed to do this very complex intro but it's better to do that than you know get a bunch of angry comments later on saying that I have offended someone now I'm going to be doing this by going through European countries in alphabetical order and then comparing them to something that that I know about that comes from Americas I hope it's going to be all in good fun, and yes, we're going back to more serious episodes later on, and Patreons are going to get the reading, but why not have fun for once and uh, try to actually explain something in a more personal level, not like in a factual level, but how people view themselves and how they view each other, and so that you would get it, probably, a bit more than uh, the news would allow, or that even my show sometimes allows. So let's get started. First off, Albania. When it comes to stereotypes, that would be like, I don't know, West Virginia, as seen by people who live in California. But as it's in the Balkans, you have to understand that the Balkans themselves, well, in the larger sense of the word, were essentially kind of like the Federal Republic of Central America or Grand Colombia, one of those things, mostly like the Central American thing except that they split apart because of massive, massive religious conflicts, because there are Orthodox uh, living everywhere, and there are Catholics in Bosnia. Sort of kind of like that. Andorra. Andorra is kind of like Rhode Island, because it's super small, super rebellious, and tourism destination, and uh, it's in a weird position, really. Andorra is a strange country, because... Latvia technically was at war with it for a while, for 30 years or something. It was bizarre. It was like we randomly... It's an old interwar politics and a very interesting subject on its own, but you can't really explain it. They are ruled together by uh, a Andorra government. They're a parliamentary thing, and I say thing because technically the chief state, which would be the president of the United States or prime minister in Latvia... Andorra is run by a bishop from a a city in Spain, together with whomever the French ruler is, which used to be the French king, and now is the French president, so... Technically, it's a dual monarchy ruled over by a guy who's a bishop from Spain, with whomever rules France, and they are the executive guys, at least on paper. It's a super bizarre little place stuck between France and Spain, and and it's just weird. Armenia. Armenia is where, technically, the world's first Christian country. It's very rural, and not much known about, and kind of mountainous, so it's kind of like Montana if it was more on the south, I presume, but Armenia is usually viewed as on the outskirts of Europe. No one really... ...hears about it that much. Austria. Austria, I guess, would be something like Pennsylvania... ...or one of the original 13 colonies, but one of the more diplomatic ones. Maybe Virginia, because Austria historically has been a super-dominant power... ...a a grand power at that, historically. And uh, they run their own huge empire, then they got a bit on harsh times. They've also produced some um, interesting people, to say the least. After all, well, for one, Hitler was Austrian... And they also had their saying that the other countries may wage war, but you, happy Austria, marry. So that's what the Habsburgs did. I guess that would kind of explain it. But Austria is, again, one of those countries which are hard to put into those weird terms of things. Belarus. Belarus, I guess, is Kansas. They grow a lot of wheat in agriculture, and they're hard to you know, recognize because they're kind of similar to their larger neighbor to the east. And they also don't play very well with other countries. They try to do things on their own, but they're very rural and uh, very open and nice people, but you just don't hear about them as much in the news. Belgium. I guess that would be closest to Louisiana because then you have those people who basically, they used to be a part of something else, and then they split off because they were Catholic and the Netherlands were uh, Protestant, and now they're split apart internally by their internal strife, because I presume that in Louisiana there are more like people who associate themselves more with the French culture than there are those who associate more with uh, the standard Anglosphere ones. So Belgium is a bizarre mix of Flamish and Walloon, basically a mix of... French and uh, Dutch speakers and they're also famous for literally not having a parliament for two whole years because of their internal strife then there is Bosnia and Herzegovina oh boy we're back into the Balkans just uh, slap in some I don't know Guatemala or place like that which no one else knows much about that has basically been involved in a lot of uh, political scandals and a lot of strife and struggles among Europe and then then you'll know what we're talking about then we have Bulgaria I guess Bulgaria would be kind of like Mississippi. They are uh, quite large, used to be an empire, used to be uh, super, super important, much more than they are these days, used to also be one of sort of Eastern Blockish countries, but not really, but they are also kind of closely tied to the rest of Europe, and they're they're kind of the land bridge between the old uh, Byzantophilia part, like everyone who used to be in the Byzantium and those who were more Western-oriented. And Mississippi, because again, I think those people are, you know, the Mississippi is quite a large state, and but again, you don't hear about the news as much, and you don't really know as much about them as you normally would. They're kind of they like to keep to themselves and are very hardworking and uh, stable internally, I suppose. Back to the Balkans. Croatia. Oh no, we're back into the Balkans. <laughs> like I said, they're a huge mix and they twist and intertwine. And in the Balkans, we see the latest kind of uh, bit of an explosion of what's going on there and and what's happening. So kind of interesting. But Croatia, I guess would be uh, Ecuador or something. A very popular tourist destination. It's like you wanted to go to a resort in southern Mexico, but then you decided that Ecuador would be a bit cheaper place to go, so you went there. Kind of like that. If you can't really afford to go to Italy, you go to Croatia and get the same Adriatic Sea. But it is a bit bizarre, because like I said, the Balkans, all on their own, they're very divisive and they're usually viewed all in together. Also used to be a part of the Austria-Hungary, and then just split up. Then, you know, then Yugoslavia, all sorts of that stuff. And there is Cyprus. Now, uh, Cyprus and I guess Malta and all these island nations, they can be like splashed together and uh, I guess they would be something like Florida, a super popular tourist destination which lives off of tourism, but they're also very self-centered with very unique histories. There aren't that many stereotypes about Cyprus on its own, except that it is mostly populated by cats. You can't really feed cats there because, as far as I know, there are so many cats on Cyprus that it's hard to go on beaches there, except that, you know, locals won't tell you on their tourist pamphlets. There's Czechia. It used to be known as Czech Republic. I guess this is definitely somewhat like uh, Virginia. Well, at least because you have West Virginia and Virginia, or something like, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina thing. Czech and Slovakia kind of fit the mix together because they used to be united and they have the same bohemian roots, but then they decided they just can't live together and split off. Also, very, uh, very colorful and awesome beer traditions, one of the biggest beer countries in Europe, Czechia, and still Western Slavic but very, very much on their own. Used to be an electorate in the Holy Roman Empire until Habsburgs took over as the Kings of Bohemia. Capital of Czechia, Prague. Well, mostly known for the good soldier, Schweik, which is an amazing book which I highly recommend everyone reads. And the only place on the planet where defenestration, that is punishment by death by throwing out of the window, has caused more fuss than everywhere else. On the size, I would say it's like one of the Carolinas, and they're known for their Central European, quite conservative mentality in a way, but they're conservative in the sense of, hey, we like how we live here, please leave us alone, but they're also at the same time very liberal and, and very kind of socialistic in a way. I hope this makes sense so far, because it's quite hard to think about all the countries at the same time together with all the states, but hey, that's it for you. Oh, Also, they love hockey, so I guess it's going to be like more like North Carolina. I hope that I'm not getting this all terribly, terribly wrong. Denmark. Denmark is essentially Idaho, except uh, very much leaning on the social welfare state. But at the same time, they're also very nationalistic in a lot of senses, where they're the most conservative of the Nordic countries, so to speak. So they're kind of like Idaho if Idaho were, uh, were voting for Bernie Sanders type of deal. That's how I, um, at least, do it. And again, please, please, don't take this in in any way offensively or something. I'm just, you know, dealing with country stereotypes here. And also, if Idaho would be, you know, constantly waging wars with Washington for, like, you know, 500 years, and that they would speak somewhat similar language, but not quite, uh, that's how Denmark and Sweden operate, and they also kind of, you know, to each other, their language sounds like basically someone who can know the words of their language, except they can't really, they, they can barely understand each other, but they're like, ugh. Our good old family rivals, so to speak. Estonia. Uh, I posted this on the original ones. Uh, Estonia wants to be basically California, but uh, actually is Oregon, if you speak about the stereotypes here. Finland. Also is Oregon. Used to be way more California-like. But they're kind of happy about it too, not pretending to be someone else. Nokia, once again, might kind of bring them back to some sort of normalcy, I suppose, and and get their economy running back up again. Very, very nice people. France. Okay. France is a bit difficult. Take equal parts Texas and Louisiana, slap them together, really, like with everything, but except uh, make everyone from Texas also vote Bernie Sanders, and then just slap in Rhode Island from the colonial era, you know, the super rebellious ones, the last state to sign on the Constitution and all that whatnot as their capital. Basically, um, they're proud about their own culture. A lot of them, you know, they've been known not to learn English uh, because they had their own empire. Why should the French learn that? Well, that's, again, an old stereotype there. But they're seen as very, very socialistic, even more so than other countries. Like, I guess, probably the most socialist of all the European countries yet with their national pride through the roof. And they have a lot of reasons to have this national pride but very patriotic, seeing themselves as in the center of all this continental Europe and everything. And yet, the biggest pastime in Paris must be having revolutions, because, you know, the latest one were the Yellow Jackets, but previously there, since they found out the idea about the Great French Revolution, they haven't been able to stop themselves, so they just... Their favorite sport is uh, rebelling as their government and building various social communes. And that is Georgia. I presume that that would... Quite much be North California, but with massive, massive boost in attitude and and machoism. Yeah, North California, but populated by super macho Latino men from um, with the type of people that you would see in in kind of Latin America and soap operas. This idealized macho man, something like that, I presume. Again, please, please, I don't want to offend anyone here. Germany. Uh, Germany has uh, three stereotypes associated with themselves. First of all, there is Bavaria, which is the, the kid in the room, the very big kid in the room, that is essentially Texas. All the stereotypes about Texas, except replace them with German ones. They are the guys who host Oktoberfest. They are the guys who have the largest soccer team. They are the guys with Lederhausen and very much... Bavaria is the lone star state of Germany, if you say so, with their own own unique history and their own unique part about everything. North Germany would kind of like be east coast, except less polite and way more focused on themselves. And everything around Bavaria, the rest of South Germany, would kind of be like, I guess, Texas slight Kind of like New Mexico, I presume. Berlin, Berlin is its own thing. Like, you know, if you have this Texas surrounded by Texas light with East Coast America, except more rude on top, then slap Vancouver as its capital because the similarities between Berlin and Vancouver, those things really surprised me during my visit uh, both to Berlin and Vancouver. Hungary. Well, if we continue on with uh, parallels with... The Balkans being that federal Central American Republic thing. Hungary would be uh, Mexico in the air of Porfiriato, at least currently. That's how I view it. Because they're looking down on the Balkans and being like, nope, we want none of that business. And at the same time, they have a bunch of issues. Yeah, they're doing fairly stable, at least appears so on paper. And, uh, well, rich history for the country as well. Iceland. Oh, boy. Uh, Take Connecticut, but except it's been settled by Vikings. There are a bunch of people who live in cold weather. They have a lot of fish, and they're bizarre, and I don't even know why why they haven't been included in Lovecraftian studies. Awesome nature, though. Awesome nature, and they're also quite business savvy, because Iceland Airlines use European Union airline laws to be kind of one of the biggest connecting airlines that connects Europe with the United States, and also a massive tourist destination. If you think about it, Iceland and New Brunswick and Canada, those also would kind of be like more similar places with about the same stereotypes if you watch Trailer Park Boys, but that would offend a bunch of Icelandic people, out of whom I know about a hundred listen to my show. So hello, Iceland. I kind of like Bjork. Everyone does. They've also had a splendid history in Eurovision. Talking about countries with splendid history in Eurovision, here comes Ireland. Here I have to mention the Previously in Europe podcast... Because either Hugh or Kieran, because I don't exactly know which one of them on each day hosts uh, their Twitter account, I asked them to do this because they're both originally Irish, and they told me that they are essentially Wisconsin. They're so far from the periphery of European power and, and politics not to get in the news daily unless something important, like Brexit, happens, and they compared it to, you know, Wisconsin being a swing state, so whenever American elections happen, they kind of get really important. Also, what's important to note that Ireland is, is famous in Europe for having a massive dairy industry, which also kind of drives parallels to Wisconsin. Because due to how the Great Famine worked and how everything worked out there, that basically turned to be their biggest industry because they switched from away from potatoes mostly to you know pasture farming, basically fattening cows and all this dairy produce. And also from the sad part of stereotypes, yeah, you know. The drinking habits of the Irish are famous, even though I would have to say that at least in Ireland they're not quite as well-earned and not quite as pronounced as one might think. Well, at least from my experience talking to the Irish people. Italy. Italy is basically Mexico as seen by people who are second-generation immigrants from Mexico in the United States. Kind of like that. Then there is Kosovo. Imagine if the more democratic, non-cartel parts of uh, Mexico would want to split up and make their own state, and they would have trouble recognizing that stuff. Like I said, the Balkans are a mess, and trying to talk about Balkans, hey, Kosovo might not even exist tomorrow, and they might split into pieces again, and some of them might reunite later on you can never even know what's going on there, because Balkans are to be put in a separate bucket and viewed as one hole with very diverse internal parts, each of them struggling to pull the blanket on their own direction, so to speak. Latvia. Oh, yeah, my own home country. Great. Another one from the Post. Latvia essentially wants to be Massachusetts, actually is Maine, except our weather is worse, and we're way more depressed. Now, there's nothing wrong with Maine, it's just that it always associates me with the misty parts of it, and the coldness and the terrible weather and whatnot, and also the fishing traditions and everything like that. And also, again, I'm a huge Lovecraft fan, so that plays a role there. Liechtenstein. Oh, that's Panama. You never think about Liechtenstein uh, or Panama for that matter until you remember that they have this canal. And if you know something about trade or logistics, that you know that hey, they play an overtly huge part in the global trade and economy. Then you know they're. Tiny size would allow them to. In case of Panama, yeah, their canal, which has recently been expanded by new locks and a whole new possibility to operate bigger ships, yeah, that traffic through Panama canal is one of the biggest in the world. Same with Liechtenstein, where there are buildings with ridiculous amounts of uh, businesses located there, because that's also considered one of the tax havens. Same applies to Luxembourg. Luxembourg and Liechtenstein are quite similar in this vein, notably for their extremely high living standards of the people who live there and for having an insane, insane economical weight despite their tiny size due to how they have used their craftiness and trade skills and the way they operate business. Hey guys, Annette here. hope you are enjoying our new episode of the Eastern Border. As always, a big thank you to all of our Patreons. The show would not be possible without your help. If you are not a Patreon and would like to become one, head over to the Eastern Border page on patreon.com. Please remember to also follow us on our social media like Twitter, where we are known as Eastern underscore Border, and on our Facebook page. We also have a Discord server, so if you're interested in that, find the link in the description of this podcast. That's it for now. See you online. This podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... its Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. And there's Lithuania. And again, like I said, stereotypes here, nothing, might not be based in reality, obviously. Lithuania. Lithuania wants to be, Texas actually is Utah. The stereotypical Utah, that is, I have heard people complain to me about. Utah, is seen by people who are not from Utah, you know, with uh, their very religious nature. They are the biggest of the Baltic states, and they're ultra-Catholic, and they're also very proud of their Baltic heritage, but they push for, at least in my eyes, for way more self-importance than they have. That again, like I said, we laugh at Lithuania-Estonia, like, you know, poke each other a bit. The thing is important in Lithuania's case is the fact that, for example, they're they only sell booze on workdays from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and you can get real jail time for smoking weed, and they have uh, basically number one religion there is Catholicism, second religion there is basketball, so I guess, I guess that kind of works similarly in that way. Malta, mentioned that already, uh, check uh, Cyprus, remember that one, except they like, pride in the great siege of Malta, as they used to be and still are, the home for Knight's Hospitaller. Moldova. Moldova is, and I had to look this one up, Moldova is kind of like Romania, except not really. Moldova is Vermont, because, except for Bernie Sanders, I doubt a lot of people think about Vermont daily. Moldova is strange, again, because even though It is kind of on their own and they're set apart from Romania and they have some famous people, especially here. They're not very well known about and they're the least visited country uh, by tourists on the planet. Well, one of the least. Because, well, if you look at the European numbers, very few people from other countries go there. And they look at them, you guys do your own thing and we don't really know what's going on there. Monaco, Las Vegas, just Las Vegas. Monaco is small enough. Uh, to basically not matter on the grand political scale of Europe, except the, the people there live extremely wealthy lifestyles. And that is also the home of the biggest gambling industry in the European Union. Monaco is one huge casino. Everyone knows that and everyone just goes there and they are basically the European version. A bit more continental, a bit more European version of what is essentially Las Vegas. Montenegro, is a Balkan country, and we don't really hear about that at the news, because, well, again, it is the Balkans, and they got piled together because, again, the historical differences there are many and numerous, but people only hear about them when it comes to when it comes to figure out in which country another weird thing has happened. Montenegrins will obviously yell at me for this, but. Seriously, uh, people know about Latvia and Estonia more in Europe than they know about the Balkan countries, so I guess, hey, I should really, maybe, <laughs> this has taught me that I should maybe focus on the Balkans more and maybe delve deep into, like, the history of Kosovo or Montenegro and what sets them apart, because a whole Balkan mess, it tends to get a bit creepy. Netherlands. Uh, basically Massachusetts. <laughs> very mercantile, very uh, liberal, very tech-savvy, Basically, Massachusetts, yeah. North Macedonia, which used to be formerly Macedonia, which was usually previously called by the Greeks of a former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. These guys are strange because they've always fought with their neighbors and they're part of the great Balkan thing. They dropped out and ran away from it when it came to coming out from Yugoslavia as far as they possibly could. Well, uh, I don't even know which state to compare it to. I guess they would kind of be like Quebec as seen by other Canadians who are not very happy with Quebecois people, presumably, because even though they are somewhat ethnically close to Greeks, the Greeks themselves won't admit it, and then they will squabble about it internally, because one of the reasons the North Macedonia had to change its name was because they shared the name of the region in Greece, also called Macedonia, and they also had to change the name of their International Airport from Alexander's National Airport Uh, Greeks opposed to that, that's why Macedonia wasn't allowed to get into European Union and NATO. All because the Greeks claim that this Macedonia has nothing to do with the real Macedonia, because Alexander the Great was actually Greek, and they squabble about things which everyone else in the world find kind of pity and weird, and like don't really understand. That's how the rest of the world also sees, you know, when when French Canadians and um, Anglosphere Canadians, they also have their own arguments, which probably seem strange literally everyone else. And then we come down to Norway. Norway is basically Washington, except with, uh, with lots more oil. I would even say Alaska. Yeah, no, Norway is a mix between Alaska and Washington. Washington, culturally, Alaska, well, resource-wise and territory-wise and population-wise. Also settled by Vikings, obviously. So, that's kind of interesting. Poland. Poland is basically uh, Kentucky and Tennessee mixed into one together. They uh, produce a lot of things, and they are fairly important to the European stage. They also have one of the largest armies in Europe, and they used to be well, way big. Uh, and they're very kind of their own thing, and will always remind you that they're their own very own thing. Then there's Portugal. Basically, take Delaware, except that Delaware in this universe has colonized all of Australia, and now, but everyone, whenever you know, when they ever speak their language, they call it the Australian language instead of Delawarean language, because. Portuguese are basically mixed in together with the Spanish, because, you know, just the way that people think of Delaware as being a part of New England, even though they're culturally different, and uh, that the Portuguese language often is basically widely known because of its use in Brazil, even more so than its use in uh, Portugal, which makes them, well, obviously quite upset at times. Romania. Well, Romania is Pennsylvania in the same sense that, you know, you replace gypsies with the Amish and make sure that everyone else in the United States knows Pennsylvania only because of their Amish communities and constantly remind them about it because well, the gypsies also live in their own communities or the Roma people, which is I suppose the correct term, but the issue with with those populations, at least in Eastern Europe is that they really tend to live under their own social laws and don't integrate And I'll I'll probably have to make another huge episode about the Roma people around these parts. And again, it's a very complex issue. But yeah, basically, Romania is Pennsylvania, except, you know, make sure that they're only known because of those people and nothing else. And make sure that they're also perfectly annoyed every time you mention this. Russia. Well... Russia is United States in general, except, you know, (laughs) I've been explaining what Russia is and what Russia isn't so many times here, because, you know, you should know what Russia is like by this point. But if I have to compare it, then, yeah, in the sense of mentality, United States in general can be compared to it. At least Russia really, really wants to be seen as the United States in European Union. I noticed that I skipped Greece somehow in my, my things. Well, Greece is, according to the rest of Europe... Basically, what Mexico looks like in the eyes of very hardcore, uh, ultra-right-wing people uh, in the United States. They have massive, massive troubles and stuff, and they used to be super important, but now, by the rest of Europe, Greeks in general is looked at as a nice tourist destination, but uh, you guys should really fix your economy and deal with your internal struggles. And in the eyes of Greeks themselves, they are essentially, Mexico is seen by, well... Hardcore Mexican nationalists that also hate uh, America, or in their case the rest of the European Union because of uh, the squabbles between the Greece and the rest of the EU are wildly known and documented well enough to make a lot of sense. But back to alphabetical order. San Marino. It's basically Washington DC, but in the sense that they really want to be treated like a real state, but sadly they're not quite, and, and they are kind of seen as a part of Italy. But they're kind of not, and everyone is just confused about the fact that people have trouble spotting them on the map. But they are their own thing. Serbia. Out of all the kids in the Balkans, that's the mostly seen as the aggressive school bully. That's the biggest kid on the block. The guys who, you know, in case of Grand Colombia, if we compare it that way, then they would be Colombia. They're the guys who are, well, known for their massive civil wars and some big troubles... They celebrate Gavrilo Princip as their freedom fighter and everything, and they're pretty important in in that area, and they are also kind of the the big country, the big reminder, the last, kind of the biggest state out of all the countries that came out of the Balkans. Slovakia. Well, if Czechia would be uh, North Carolina, these guys would be the South Carolina. Very similar, yet not quite. Beer is quite good, and also, well, their hockey team, also pretty good, just the same as with the Czechs. Slovenia. Well, you might know it as uh, the place where, <laughs> where Mrs. Trump comes from, however, well, uh, no one really knows how to exactly pinpoint those things, because Slovenia, they're technically a part of the Balkans, but they've also been part of, uh, well, Roman Empire, Byzantine Empire, Hellenic Empire, Holy Roman Empire, Habsburg Monarchy, the Republic of Venice for a while, the French-administered Illyrian provinces of the First French Empire. They've also been part of the Austrian Empire and the Austro-Hungarian Empire. They've also been parts of the Kingdom of Serbia, they've been part of Yugoslavia, and they are the guys who've been part of everything. They're a very central crossroads state, which is basically, ah, uh, it's just there, and even though they have one, this, one dominant culture and everything else is kind of, you know, their own, they're kind of like seen by the rest of Europe as... Uh, we can't exactly pinpoint their specific culture, and their things, because they have so many various different things, which in Slovene own mind make up their identity so well, but the rest of the EU simply can't really get it. So, you know, if you look at the United States map, I would say they're somewhere around Colorado. Are they the Midwest? I don't know. They're there, and they're central, and I don't know much about them. They've always been mentioned somewhere around there historically, but if you would ask me to pinpoint something... I would probably not be able to do so. Again, this is one of the countries in the Balkans that I will definitely be taking a look at. And please, dear Slovene listeners, don't get offended. should probably learn more about your country. Spain. Ha! You probably thought that I'm going to say Mexico here. But nope. Spain is actually like Argentina. Except like a much colder, cooler Argentina. Because as far as I've spoken with uh, Hans, my Argentinian listener... Well, he told me that he visited Spain once, and he was like, yeah, totally felt like home, except the Spaniards are so cool, man. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and then, well, Spaniards are considered to be the most kind of open, awesomest people ever. Except they have this whole Catalonia region trying to split off, and as far as I know, Argentina has had several civil war issue things going on uh because well even their capital region wanted to split off from the country because you know they saw themselves as prosperous and the rest of the country not so much so basically yeah spain is kind of like argentina i would say with a bunch of florida mixed in for a good measure sweden sweden is new york both the state and the city because well as far as i know and as far as i've heard the attitudes between Stockholm and the rest of Sweden are kind of similar to New York City and the rest of upstate New York. Then we come down to Switzerland. Oh boy. (laughs) Those guys are, again, an interesting mix between cultures and everything, yet I would say that they are, well, most direct democracy state in Europe formed as a confederacy. They would kind of be compared to the early 13th colonies in general with the same kind of attitudes and their kind of, you know, 13 colonies at the time of the revolution together, that would kind of be something like Switzerland. No, no, I I would probably give them kind of this Maryland thing if I would have to compare them to any one state, if you think about the stereotypes and their attitudes towards their own flag and their own kind of symbols. And also the fact that they are considered to be kind of neutral and and everything very pragmatic and very, very democracy-centered. Turkey, a very, very large Hawaii part of europe but not really and you have to argue about that and also their flag is vastly different from other european flags and also that a super popular tourist destination with high high markets for for tourism with quite an interesting and diverse history of that ukraine um Puerto rico really wants to be a part of europe and quite worked hard on that, but doesn't manage to become one yet for political reasons. So, you know, similar to Puerto Rico in their status of statehood, and, uh, well, sadly, kind of their quality of life in comparison to the rest of mainly United States. Well, again, as far as I know of, from stereotypes and based on what I heard here, by the Ukraine part, compared to very large Puerto Rico, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense to me in my mind except if also Puerto Rico produced obscene amounts of uh, grain and wheat and was super, super fertile. United Kingdom. Oh, boy. Take California, Texas, Arizona, Florida, and Missouri, slap them all together, call them a country, and, uh, you know, make sure they really don't want to cause fuss about it, but they also kind of want to leave the rest of the states and make their own thing, even though, you know, uh, the sense of it can be, mm, how to put it mildly, disputed because there are quite a lot of benefits and negatives to that, and the negatives would totally outweigh any possible benefits, but they're also, they're their own thing, pretty much. And the lastly, we have the Vatican City, which is its own state, and, yeah, even though I compared San Marino to Washington, D.C., well, I suppose that Vatican would do on its own, but Vatican is, well, so tiny and so special... The trying to even explain Vatican with any stereotypes would be just super bizarre, because it's its own thing, and, well, as a lot of you, my dear listeners, are Catholic, then I guess what Vatican is doesn't really require an explanation of sorts. So yeah, that's about it. I have gone through the, all of countries in Europe and tried to explain them to the best of my ability, as I could, having just left the hospital thing, hope it would be fun, and next week we finally... Finally, get back to your historical episodes. But again, a reminder this is all in good fun. And if you have any arguments about stereotypes or how you see European countries and where I got it wrong, please let us know. Write comments on Facebook or Twitter or send us emails. And well, be kind to each other, be nice, and well, thank you for listening. The Sudanese Tavares. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Border. is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.